Mama Hall. Hi, Lindsay. Good morning. Very good morning to you. <laughs> so, this morning, we are no longer at the 20-year anniversary of when abortion was made legal in South Africa on the 1st of February, mm. 1997, because it's the next day. Yes. But that's a long time ago. It is. I actually had trouble wrapping my mind around it. I had to go back the current and do state the, of affairs. I had to go and go back and do the maths and mm. actually think, uh, yeah, it's right. And and for me, the shocking reality is that, that that many women are still dying from a botched abortion. That's very true. Yes. And so a couple of questions come up, and the one is the issue of how much do people know about what's available, where to go, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and, and really, what is it? Is it about the way they're treated? And then the other question that I think is the more interesting question is the question of should men be consulted about a woman mm. who is considering an abortion? It's a very relevant one right now. I know a lot of people have been uh, speaking about it, especially now with um, what's happening in America with uh, those developments there with regards to abortion. And, um, you know, a lot of women have been speaking out. I've been seeing on social media about, you know, men making decisions about um, abortion. So it's very relevant topic right now and quite a, quite a touchy one but I do think it's something that we do need to discuss um, I think especially in our country I know there's uh, a lot of the what do you call them the, the backside clinics the back back street, yeah, back street yeah, clinics yeah, yeah. yes um, a lot of those happening there's still uh, I think a stigma attached to it as well which we need to speak about because if you think about it I mean it has been a long time yes, so yes. Um, and and, and that's that's the confusion for me because we know it's available. Yes. But clearly it's not as available as mm. we think. And I know that some people say, the sisters shout at you if you go to the clinics. Really? Sure. And no one ever talks about that. Yes. Because it's one thing saying abortion is legal mm. and it's another thing when you go to the clinic and someone shouts at you. And some people say, I don't want to go to that clinic because she knows my mother. Yes, I know that's very true as well. And I know, um, especially when I was in high school, a lot of uh, my classmates as well, when they were wanting to get the morning after pill and things like that, they also just wanted, they didn't want to go anywhere um, in my hometown because there's someone that will know you, someone that will know that it's, you know, the school that is getting um, the morning after pill. So it's a lot of, you know, what is this person going to say about me? There's still the stigma attached to it. And um, just the information as well, as you so rightly said, about people actually not knowing uh, what options there are out there. Number to dial 021-446-0567 if you want to join the discussion that uh, Mamahan Sassiani and I are going to be having <laughs> about the issue also of the man's involvement. Because mm. the argument, um, and certainly as you said after the whole Trump executive order, is that the, the meme was going around um, where would you ever find a whole group of women sitting around a table um, signing off on a man's sexual yes, function? Indeed. And somebody actually had a picture of Hillary Clinton sitting in the White House signing mm. a piece of paper with a whole lot of women behind her. They yes. were all white women because, of course, they had to copy that. Naturally. And some of the white women had, you know, the army uniforms with all the gongs on. Yes. And... It was a, a, a wonderful take, mm. um, and and there you had her deciding. 
But I do get it is a woman's issue. But it's so important to communicate with mm. the father of the child. I see Nwabisa is, is uh, on the line from Stellenbosch. Good morning, Nwabisa. Good morning, Liz. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What do you think? Do you think that, that men should be involved in a, in a decision of, of, of somebody who's, who's making a really difficult decision about their body? I, in all honesty, I think they should be involved um, in terms of, you know, the, the woman letting him know that this is what I've decided to do. Not, not, not exactly as you have that much say, because it is her body. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm the one who's going to be, like, for example, if I should be pregnant, I'm the one who's going to be affected. I'm the one who's going to have to carry the, the baby for nine months and kind of stop what I do or kind of change my routine. Do you know what I mean? But because we are both in this relationship, um, it, it's only fair on my side to let him know that I've decided to do this. Ah, I like your wording. I have decided, <laughs> but out of courtesy to you because you were the implanter mm. of the seed. I'm informing you that yes, I have decided. Yes. I'd love to hear from guys. How would you feel if your partner informed you that they were going to terminate your child? Hmm. 021-446-0567. Wow. Because, I mean, it's about understanding that there's two sides to this. There are. And, um, I mean, I've heard a lot of my my male friends also saying that – you know, if they were in the position where they didn't want the baby yes. and um, the woman decided to keep the baby, mm. then they sh- they feel that they should not be uh, obliged to then pay child support or to support the child because they didn't want the child. Oh, that's an interesting one. So, so it's a very, uh, very honey, difficult if you one. want this baby, you're on your own. Yes, that kind of thing. <laughs> because a lot of the time is here's the money, go and sort it out. Mm. What do you think, Mwabisa? I, I absolutely agree with Mama Hal because <laughs> actually <laughs> I'm laughing because I've also heard this the this, this same kind of um story yes. um, where women decide to keep the baby but the man doesn't want to and then now when the baby is born they go and and want the guy to pay child support. If I have the right to tell the guy that I'm, I've decided to, to abort the baby, mm-hmm. then he also has the right to say I don't want to be in the baby's life. Fifty fifty. But legally, he is obliged to, though. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I, yes, I, I understand somehow, but legally, in terms of parental responsibilities and rights, he has to take care of the child. Then how is it? For, okay, legally, it is right, but I'm thinking in terms of morally, because I can see, we said, Bana, out of courtesy, we're going to tell him, Bana, I've decided to abort the baby, do you know what I mean? Yes. So, from his point of view, if he says, you know what, I'm not ready to have a baby because financially I'm not stable or, or I'm not ready to just, you know, be a father to a child, is, is it now fair for you to put that on to put that on him? Hell yes. <laughs> I'm sa- and I'll tell you oh, why. Because yeah. I think it's about responsibility. Mm. If you are busy pumping and yes. for, for whatever reason <laughs> – you collectively fall pre- pregnant because it's the woman who does all the heavy lifting. Indeed. The guy just says, I don't want the baby. You take care of it. She says, I don't want to. I don't believe in it, perhaps. It's a mm. huge decision. And the guy says, well, I don't. I can't take care of the child. It's a bit too late. Mm. 
It really is. I, I That's sort of been where I, I've been sitting on just the past couple of years with regards to this issue is that you both came together. You obviously engaged in sexual intercourse, which always, there is always the possibility of insemination. There's always the possibility of having a baby. Um, so I think you need to bear the risks and responsibilities that come with that. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, the child. But let's Potential take, child. Let's take it one step further. Um, we're talking about a woman making decision about her body. But the reality is, for many people, you don't make that decision without your family making it, especially if you uh, yes. don't have the wherewithal to take the child. Mm. So is it just the father that we need to consider in this mix? Ah, that, that's a very difficult one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it, in most cases, yes, you have to consider. I think it depends on age. Okay, it depends how old you are, how old the the the, the woman is in this case, um, because in most cases, say you are around the age of eighteen, maybe to twenty one, then no, to twenty one, to twenty maybe, then the, the the parents also kind of have a say, I guess. But you it's see, but then the parents could do the same thing, and they could say, if you aren't able to take care of the baby. Um, or, or, I won't allow you to terminate the baby because it's against my belief, mm. and so they won't support that. Definitely, yeah. I think a lot of um, young girls do go through that. Um, I remember which film? I think it was the for Coloured Girls film, and that the mother. Um, because of her religious beliefs, obviously this was just a, a movie, but I think it's, it's so relevant. The because of the mother's very strong religious beliefs, um, you know, she she called it her her daughter, you know, a devil child, and she's busy having sex and everything. And she went to one of these back street clinics and um, uh, had an abortion, a very unsafe abortion, and she she fell ill after that. Mm. So it's just it's it's you're right in saying it's not actually just about um, the guy. There's so many other influencing factors. There is your parents, it's your family. It's are you able, are you going to get the necessary support as well? Are you able to? Yeah, very difficult one. Azazi via Facebook says, I think there is sufficient information about abortion at clinics, hospitals, and online, but do people access it? Mm. So on the one hand, people are saying the information isn't available. Azazi is saying, I think there is information, but maybe people, it's that thing that you said, the reticence to actually find out who's going to find out. Yes. And I'm, I'm already torn. Um, what? Uh, how do I access it without anyone knowing? And then um, this is also from Facebook. The father should be part of the discussion. Should the young lady decide, um, oh, the father should be part. I'm reading it like a <laughs> The father should be part of the discussion um, should the young lady decide to terminate the pregnancy unless it's a rape case. Okay, well, clearly the father's not part of it, that. Hmm. Um, but then it comes back to the thing. How much part of the discussion? Is it informing or is it... Does the, does the father, in uh, when you're consulting, does the father have the right to veto this decision which a woman is making for her body? I don't think so, Lindsay. I think ultimately, yes, we can have a discussion. I can consult um, with with the man, whatever the case may be. But ultimately, because 
I mean, let's face it, at the end of the day, he will never have to face, you know, the plight of a woman who is pregnant and has a child and must bear, as Nobisa, as you said, you know, has to bear this child for nine months and then there's everything that comes with that. Ultimately, it is the woman's decision, I think. May I, I think may I add that it also kind of depends on the nature of the relationship between the man and the woman. Do you know what I mean? Um, for example, if they were dating for like, you know, for, for, for 10 years, do you know what I mean? They already kind of have a strong relationship. And if, the, if they discuss it and the man is like, like, please, I'm taking you, keep the baby. I'm going to be here. I'm going to support you. Like, do you know what I mean? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes then that the man can change the woman's decision. But if, like, they've been, I don't know, dating for, uh, let's say, six months, um, and then the woman is not too sure of the guy, uh, then she can kind of inform him. But I'm doing this. Mm. But ultimately, it is still her decision. Yes. Don't you agree? Yes. Yes, definitely. I want to hear from guys, 021-446-0567. Would you feel mortified that somebody has terminated your child, your scene, mm-hmm. your family line? Because I said it's not just about you. Um, and there is a bigger imperative on a man, just also the technicality of follow, you know, the name goes with the man, mm-hmm. um, which is bizarre because in some religions like Judaism, um, the religion goes with the woman because you don't know who the father was. Because the next case is what happens if you are telling this man and you actually don't know that that's the father. Oh, yeah! Oof. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that definitely makes things a bit more difficult, Lindsay. It really does, Mama. How? I think answer the first. <laughs> wow. Um, sure. Yeah. No. I actually. I really. I am. Mm. I don't know, Nobisa. Well, what do you think? Wait a minute. Let's let's uh, let Lindsay uh, um, repeat the scenario again. Okay. So, the issue is, mm-hmm. if you are chatting with the father, and you don't know for a hundred percent. I mean, there are movies made about this. Mm. You know, the whole mm. what's that that Bridget Jones whatever. Yes. <laughs> and you know, you don't know who the father is. Um, it makes it even more complicated. And you're not just dealing with the father. The father is the one that carries on the name. The father has a sense of, it's my child. Um, Of course, the woman carries the child. Mm. uh, But there's that sense of it following the family line, the family clan. I don't don't know if if that is followed as much. You know, for a woman... She doesn't pass on the clan name, does she? Mm. Is it only the man? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yes, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. So then if, if that is not actually the father. Mm. And you're having a conversation with someone and the idea that you could have a child, it's if you didn't know and then you found out that it had happened, mm. I, I can imagine it, it must provoke a lot of anger. Why did you not even tell me? Mm. I, I had no say. And I've spoken to young men who have been mortified. Yes. You know, and these are, are feminist men who understand about equality. But they said she should have spoken to me. Mm. 
at least. I had I had no say in it, you know. And the reality is some women don't even tell men they've had a child, which is even a bigger thing. Yes, goodness. I think um, in that situation where, like, women don't even communicate, sometimes it might be because she's not maybe sure of, of who the father is, or two, she's just avoiding that, you know, conversation of him trying to kind of get her to back down from the action, or just, well, maybe she is sure of the father, but she she does she chooses not to have a child with the father for for any uh, uh, length mm. of reasons. I actually I have a, a friend now who has just met her father because um, her mother didn't let him know okay. that um, she had been born, and um, she only actually told him now what his name is and where he lives and whatever. And she went to go and meet him. He didn't know that he had a child. Mm. I think um, it's true what you're saying, Lindsay. I, I do think they needs to be a discussion because it does take two. I think the communication in that sense does need to be there because I, I can't even imagine if, you know, I had a daughter that rocked up on my doorstep 20 years later and said, hi, I'm your child, and mm-hmm. I haven't known all this time. I don't think that's fair. I mean, you brought up the issue that by law, a man is responsible to take care of the child. Yes. So it's, oh, it's fine for me to have to pay you money every month. But when it comes to decisions about maybe killing my child, you don't want to talk to me? I'm putting it in harsh terms now. Yeah. But this is what it is. It is. That, that is definitely reality. And I also do agree with the whole thing that the discussion needs to be in place. Like, you need to inform the, the, mm. the, the father of the child that, you know what, I'm pregnant. And, you know what I mean, then take it from there. But let him be involved and let him know. Uh, So, Facebook uh, comment. Uh, All right, my thoughts on the abortion process is that everyone involved needs to take a decision with sensitivity and consideration. Put feelings aside and look at the pros and cons of such a decision. That's that's really sound, but there's an emotional element. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Yeah, Um, the issue of rape, and of course, if the father is not in the picture, Mm. of course... That raises the question, should you find the father? And to what end? I've just come Uh. to tell you, the child that you had impregnated me with is no longer here. It's like, okay, why did you tell me that? Mm. (laughs) You know, Um, it's almost too late. The the conversation needs to happen. Um, Because more and more, a lot of young women are saying, I don't want to go down the route of a man who is not going to be able to support me. And it's going to go through all the frustration of not being able to support me. Yes. I would rather make the decision. It wasn't something we planned to bring up the child on my own. Mm. And if you can make that decision, surely you can make the other decision, which is I'm choosing not to have this child. It's my body. Because this yeah, is the politics. Is good point, it's yeah. the politics of 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 the bodies, and that's what the whole thing has triggered in America. They are incredibly draconian. In in order to have abortions, you have to go through so many hurdles, so many hoops. Mm-hmm. Here, it's not that much, but I have spoken to to people who work in places like Mari Stopes, and they say the problem is sometimes the young girls are twelve coming in and having abortions, yes. and the sisters have a huge frustration because. You understand something could happen. Sometimes people get raped. But when it happens twice, this is not a rape situation. Mm. You know, there's something else going on. So sometimes the rudeness is is a frustration that's poorly communicated. 
Yes, I think that's that you put it so well actually in in that. But I do think that perhaps the the perception of that just adds to the stigma of abortion as a whole, which creates the fear that some women have in Mm. actually going to Mm. um, or exploring safe abortion options. Mm-hmm. The other the other very real uh, issue I've had when I've been counseling young women is that a lot of people feel hugely conflicted. They say, Lindsay, I'm religious. My parents are very religious. Mm-hmm. And I do not know how to tell them that I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And we have to talk about the fact that not telling them is not going to make the pregnancy go away. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and it's a hell of a thing to go through on your own, which is why I come back to the question. And so often the young women who have had conversations with their partner, even though they're young and not able to support them, that emotional support is so important. It is. It really the is. The hard part comes if he says, hell no. Hmm. I'm a, I can't support you in doing something that I don't feel is part of my belief system. Mm. So you're looking for support, and at the time you really need support, he's not able to give it to you. Mm. I think that is definitely a a difficult situation where you are wanting to terminate, and um, then you do actually have the discussion, Mm. and the guy says, you know, Mm. he just does not agree with your, your decision. I cannot imagine the, you know, emotional, as you say, just, yeah, very, very heavy. And and I think sometimes the, the, the aftermath of, of, you know, having an abortion and not having that support system is, is very, can be very detrimental to one's, like, I don't know, just life being. So it's very important even after the process of abortion, you still have that support. So not having that person supporting from the get-go is can be very difficult. Mm. For those of you who are thinking abortion is wrong, finish and clear, I, I need to remind you that the issue is that young women are dying. They're, they're, they're struggling to do this. They're, they're struggling to engage in the process. Mm. And in the process of not going to where it's legal, they're going to a backstreet clinic. And not only is the child dying, but they're dying too. Yes. So in a sense, you, you're having two deaths, uh, the, bot- the botched abortion that you, that you spoke of. Mm. And I, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely something that we need to look at. I mean, I... You even see it around in in town um, on the trains as well. All of these adverts for mm. abortions, you mm. know, under thirty minutes, pain free, mm. and um, yeah, it's it's mm. very detrimental to women in terms of you know safety and health. And Rebecca Davis was talking to John Matham today on Cape Talk, and she was saying is that there's been so much fuss made of ninety what is it seven mental patients. Mm. who died under this incredible negligence. Yes. And she says she really gets the sentiment. I mean, that's, it, 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 it begs belief. She says, but why do we have nobody calling for resignation when so many young women are dying of abortion? Mm. Why, why is there no outrage uh, that a lot of young women are carrying mm. this burden Um, and are not finding access to something that is legally available in this country. And Mm. she was saying that she was chatting to somebody who was quite well off, and she said it was incredibly difficult, and she was prepared to pay the private rate. So she had the funds. Mm. 
she had the wherewithal. She had an ability to contact. She said there were issues around scheduling. And she said, and that was a woman who was affluent and sure in a decision. So she can said, imagine if you're a young, vulnerable woman and you don't have all that support and you haven't made a clear decision. Mm. And where do you go if, if you can't? get access to the clinic or the clinic you go to, you're worried that your mother's going to find out or your aunt's yes. going to find out or the lady who lives down the road is going to find out. Where do you go? And so it kind of goes underground mm. and that's where the problems come. I think also just in, in terms of the stigma, perhaps we haven't um, developed just societally, we haven't moved um, sort of fast enough in the sense that we can actually have you know safe abortions in, a, in an effective way where women aren't um, stigmatized and, and um, you know denigrated for actually going to have uh, abortions mm. I think perhaps as a society we need to look at how we are actually um, treating this issue and I think also it is critical that proper counselling happens mm. before this decision is made it's not something to be made lightly I really do believe in the rights of women uh, but I, I do not believe that many people are properly counselled. Definitely. Um, you know, there's that level of being bullied or being chastised or judged um, or not probably, properly, you know, exploring the options of, of adoption, um, of support. Mm. Yes, I understand if you're a young person, there's there's a sense that it's a huge struggle if you know your family are going to be hugely disappointed. Maybe you've got huge plans for your life and it's so difficult to have that conversation. But pregnancy is one thing that doesn't go away. Mm. That it's much is true. And I think what needs to happen is in terms of the conversations um, around uh, uh, this topic that needs to be had in society, maybe these kind of topics need to be introduced in, in, in syllabuses. Do you know what I mean? And because that's when usually um, our parents or uh, parents who have kind of you know, the olden day mindset, they, they accept things easier when they come through education, if, if I'm making sense. So that's like from that stage, people start talking about it and mm -hmm. then it becomes something like, I don't know, just something that's within society and people talk about it. So you mean um, to introduce it in schools, like with the life orientation yes. kind of thing? Yeah. But then what about the argument that you actually are, you're advertising it, you you putting it in people's consciousness. I, I do respect that some people have religious beliefs against this. Um, but I also think we can't, I don't know, schools, it's almost as if you're then saying, go out, have sex, don't worry, you can have an abortion. And that's that's not what this is about. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Obviously, that's how it's going to be presented. Because I remember in my in my matric year, in life orientation, we actually did um, have a lesson um, on this. And you know the types of attitudes that people have towards women who actually go through abortion. Do you know what I mean? They introduced the topic of some people, some women get raped, and they do this because of this. Do you know what I mean? So. Yes, we do respect religion and whatever. Just as in, in schools, we do speak um, of, of people having unsafe sex and whatever. So that also does go against some religions, but it's still taught. It doesn't mean that the manner in which that it, it is taught in will be disrespectful towards religion. I do get that. Mm. Any final thoughts from you, Mama? I think it is very important to inform. 
always and to make sure that the information is widely available to all women um, everywhere so they know what options they are there so there is proper counseling as you've said um, and with regards to the conversation that happens with the, with the man or the partner um, I do think there needs to be a, convers- a conversation had but ultimately the decision lies with the woman in my opinion thank you for being on Cape Talk thank you for having me Lindsay